0: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Vegan Protein's Muscles by Brussels Radio. My name is Giacomo. And I'm Danny, And this is our 14th episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, hopefully, you're enjoying some better weather, I guess, depending on what part of the world you're in. Over here, out in New England, in the States, it is starting to get a little bit nicer. I mean, uh, it's almost feeling like spring. It's going back and forth. I mean, today kind of felt a little more like a fall day. But whatever the case is, there's not tons and tons of snow all over the place, which I'm sure Danny's not too disappointed about. Not at all. I'm a little upset because I like to snowboard, but not to go off tangential on there. We've been pretty, pretty busy lately, uh, mostly indoors when we're not training we are basically preparing ourselves and the plant-built team for our annual meetup, which is in Austin, Texas. In
1: two and a half weeks. Can you believe that? I don't. 20 days. I
0: don't want to hear 19 it. 19 <laughs> days, actually. I don't want to think about it. <sighs> Stop. Seriously. <sighs> anyway, up until now, we've we've been focusing on campaigning. You know, we do our fundraiser not only for our nonprofit organization, which helps us do outreach, but also for different farm sanctuaries and other vegan outreach groups that we donate to whenever we raise funds. And that's, you know, that's a full-time job in and of itself. And with that being said, I think it was uh, very successful, actually. It exceeded- yeah, we blew
1: our initial goal out of the water with fundraising. So thank you guys so, yeah. so, so, so much for your support. It's really, really going to go to a good place. So thank you. We so appreciate it.
0: So what have you been up to, Jackmo? Well, aside from getting everything ready for a plant belt, we've been training pretty hard, uh, getting ourselves ready to compete. I find that the closer and closer we get to showtime, the longer it takes to get through our workouts because we want to make sure to put the same the same level of intensity and in, you know meaning getting the same workload, same amount of sets and whatnot. And the you know the the more you're dieting down for a show, the less energy you're inevitably going to have.
1: That's an understatement. I think Giacomo's being polite on the podcast, but we've mentioned this before that when you're getting ready for a show, uh, your energy is just absolutely in the tank. Like it is not good. And we both actually, this prep has gone really, really well. And we've been able to keep our energy up and feel really good pretty much all the way through the prep. And then Last week, I think it hit us both pretty hard, <laughs> and uh, we've both pretty much been like brain-dead zombies, uh, which is, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's, it's kind of terrible at the same time. So we've been working out really, really hard. That hasn't changed at all. That hasn't changed one bit. We've been taking naps in the middle of the day. Um, when I say the middle of our day, we're like getting up around... 10 30 in the morning and staying up until power naps <laughs> and we're staying up working until close to three in the morning so mostly because the rest of the world is asleep then and we get a lot accomplished at that time yep so yeah it's it's starting to get really really tough but the end is in sight so we're just gonna keep our heads down and keep powering on through our next podcast in two weeks we're hoping to still get it up on time but it may be a little bit later The good news is that since we're going to be down in Austin, Texas with the rest of the team, we're going to be with so many awesome vegan athletes that we should have some really cool interviews coming up for you guys. So if there's any athletes on the plant built team that you wanted to ask any particular questions, go ahead and let us know through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and we will try to get those questions answered for you.
0: And to get an idea who's competing with us, head over to plantbuilt.com and click on the bio section. You'll see all the athletes that are going to be joining us this year from all over the world. In other news, uh, there's a book that Melissa Schwartz and Donovan Jenkins of V-Girls and V-Guys have been working on behind the scenes for a very long time. We had the pleasure of working with them together and they shot uh, several members of the Plant Built team last year in Austin, Texas.
1: Along with like, I think there's like 40 vegan athletes total in the book.
0: Oh yeah, from uh, athletes from all over the place. I mean, they flew out to Australia to shoot shoot someone, for example. Anyhow, it's uh, it's about time they they've launched the pre-order for it finally, and that's that's exciting uh, to see it out there and live and. Uh, nearing its uh, release date.
1: So yeah, everybody that's featured in the book has uh, you know, a several page interview about how they became vegan, why they became vegan, their diet, their training, etc, etc. And it's interesting because everybody seems to do things a little bit differently, which is really cool because it just further proves the fact that there's no one right way to be vegan. So if that's something that you're interested in, seeing all these different ways that people are vegan and how they're able to train and be athletic, just check it out. Um, The website is theveganrevolution.net and you can see all the contributors, and the photography is just gorgeous. Um, Melissa and Donovan are incredibly talented photographers, so that's one of the big highlights of the book is just the photography is really, really cool. So check that out, and if you feel moved to do so, you can go ahead and pre-order it now.
0: You know, the, the longer you, you get involved within the fitness industry, the there starts to be some trends, some things you see repeating over and over and over again. And, you know, the funny thing about it is a lot of these trends are just complete bullshit, but people continue to be drawn by them. And one of, one of the, the popular uh, topics out there, of course, is dieting. And that that is the answer to basically achieving the look that you want is to just, you know, cut calories and suck it up. And at the end, you'll lean out to the amount you want to lean out to. And that's it. You'll be gravy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you pick up any magazine at the end cap of a main store, any women's magazine for sure. And, you know, a lot of men's magazines too. And the big headline is like, see page whatever for a workout to help tone up and slim down. and you know, there's there's all these misnomers that if you can just lose that last 10 pounds, you're going to look like the girl on the cover of the magazine. And first of all, the girl on the cover of the magazine doesn't even look like the girl on the cover of the magazine. So let's get that straight right now. They are very, very touched up. But the point is that I, I see this over and over and over again, that people think that if they just lose the last bit of fat that they're going to have that dream body. And it is a huge misconception and it leads a lot of people to be very very disappointed.
0: No, I, and I I'm trying to like think of why this is the type of information that's marketed out there and You know, maybe it just has something to do with the the shock value of saying that you can achieve these results super fast if you just do this and look at this before and after transformation that someone did in 12 weeks. Do you
1: seriously not know why this is marketed so much? Let's hear it. Because money, because bottom dollar, like that is it. Cha-ching. This is what people are willing to pay for. They'll pay to get those results and people will tell them whatever it takes to get that dollar out of their hand. mm -hmm. So... To most people, and I can understand why this seems logical, like we all have muscles, right? Presumably, we all have muscles in our body. And if we lose enough fat, then we'll be able to see those muscles and we'll look awesome. So, I mean, I can understand why somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about fitness or the body would think that that's the answer. But it's not the answer. How many people have you seen that they're like, I just got to lose the last 10 pounds or shoot, even the last five pounds... And then they do, they you know, they lose the 5 pounds, they lose the 10 pounds and they look in the mirror and they're not they're, happy. And they're like, "Well, that's not what I was going for." And I know because it happened to me. When I started losing weight a long, long time ago, I mean, I lost 80 pounds and you know, I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Okay. So, I just look like a smaller version of the bigger me." I didn't look like the women on the cover of Oxygen magazine at all, and I was disappointed and stuck for a long, long time with this idea that, well, obviously, I just hadn't lost enough fat to look like the women on the cover of Oxygen magazine or whatever, and for years, even though I was, um, I'm 5'7", at the time, I was like, I don't know, 130 pounds, which is roughly how much I weigh today, but I look like a completely different person, which is what we're going to get to in a little bit. But so I was stuck in this limbo of 130 pounds for years, looking exactly the same, even though I was still training hard and eating quote unquote right. And it, it just, nothing was happening. Nothing was changing. And I can't explain to you how frustrating that is. And the enormous percentage ...of women that I see in this same predicament.
0: And it's not just women, too. I mean, it's it's men also. It's it's just this constant idea that you have to shed fat... ...to Absolutely. achieve the body that you want.
1: Absolutely. Because, like I said, we think of ourselves as these like muscle marble statues... ...and we just got to chip the fat away to expose it. But I'm going to give you a really hard truth right now. You don't have the muscle. You don't have the muscle to look like that. And no matter how much fat you lose... You're not going to look like that if you don't have the muscle underneath. And nobody wants to hear that. And I understand that. But that's, that's the fact. And that was the fact for me. And that's the fact that I see for so many women. And I have seen it for many men as well. I just happen to work with more women than men. Mm-hmm. So what do you do?
0: Well, for one, you accept the fact that it's going to take longer than a couple of months to achieve the body that you're working towards.
1: That's huge. Having the patience and accepting the fact this is not a 12-week transformation sort of a thing. The people that you see who have incredible 12-week transformations and things like that, they have the muscle. They already have that built up underneath. They generally have a foundation. Either that or they're coming from a place where they have a lot of weight to lose in the first place. When you have a lot of weight to lose, you can make a pretty significant transformation in a relatively short period of time but the people who are already of what they would consider in the normal healthy weight range people who are already there are not generally going to have an amazing 12 week transformation if they're if they don't have the muscle underneath.
0: Well, I guess the question is if somebody still wants to to be more conditioned, to be leaner, do they do it anyway?
1: Well, that's the thing is that a lot of people do do it anyway. They They do exactly what I did. They look in the mirror and say, well, I just didn't lose enough. You know, I see this a lot in competitors or um, potential competitors. People who want to compete generally have never competed before. Mm -hmm. And people seem to think that the main thing about competing, especially women, again, um, and I think this part's true because I think men mostly get this part, but um, especially women think that competing, the name of the game is to get shredded, to get lean, to get skinny, to get tiny, to get toned. Which is my least favorite word in the entire fitness arsenal. The word toned can go straight to hell because it means nothing. Toned. I just wanna be toned. What does that mean? What does that mean? I wanna be toned. Like your muscle has tone no matter what. So what people mean when they say I want to be toned is they want to have more muscle and they want to have less fat. That is what toned means. So losing fat, that's only part of the equation. The other part of the equation is having the muscle.
0: Well, I think, I think the problem is that most aren't willing to go through what it takes to look quote unquote, and sorry to, if this pisses you off, but toned. And the reason being is because to build the muscle, you're going to have to grow in general and build your whole body up, right? So you're going to have, you know, your, your body fat's going to go up a little bit. Your muscles are going to grow right and in the in the interim you're not going to have this toned look necessarily you know you'll look reasonably fit however you're it's not the outcome you're looking for
1: yes it's not the end goal and people always want to work towards the end goal and they don't realize sometimes they have to take a step away from the end goal to get to it this is a problem for a lot of people um but again i this this to me to me this is a women's issue <laughs> okay uh Yeah, I'm sure that there are men that have this problem. I've worked with some people who don't want to to take the time to build the muscle. But with women, it is like they are digging their heels and they cannot stand it. So what do I mean when I say building the muscle? You need to stop dieting. If you want to build muscle, you need to get yourself out of a caloric deficit. You're not going to build muscle in a caloric deficit. I'm going to say that again. You will not build muscle in a caloric deficit deficit. You
0: know, and the, and the problem here is that, you know, people associate f- what, food in versus food out. So in other words, if I want to maintain this body that I have, this body composition that I have, and improve upon it by building a little bit of muscle, I have to maintain the amount of food that I'm eating or eat less because I want to be, be essentially leaner. leaner. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, the problem with that is, you know, and I'm going to go ahead and reinforce what Danny just said is that your muscles cannot grow unless you feed them more because your muscles need food. And the more muscle you have, the more food you need to feed your body to maintain the muscle that you're, you're growing. And, uh, you know, it's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. It, it's just, it's illogical to, to many, the fact that they literally have to eat more to be leaner, even while it's happening.
1: Yeah, and I mean, some people will get a little bit leaner even as they are adding food especially if they're coming from an unconditioned place or they've never really eaten properly before at all then they that's possible for them but yes in general you're gonna have to eat more in order to build muscle you have to you know reel in the cardio a little bit you can't be doing hours of cardio if you want to be building muscle it It's just counterproductive to what you're trying to do you stay in limbo like that and here's the fact of the matter when you focus on muscle gain and eating sufficient calories to support muscle building you are probably going to see the scale inch up that is a high likelihood this and it's not going to shoot up 20 pounds in a month or anything like that but you may see a steady increase of a half a pound a week or so. This is what you have to do to build the body that you want to build. If that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for those shapely curves, you know, nobody got a bubble butt by doing two hours of cardio a day and eating nothing. That just doesn't happen. These, these people that you see with these round shapely muscles, they built them. They're made out of food and heavy lifting. They're not made out of dieting and running marathons. But that's something you have to accept going into it, is that the scale is going to go up. Your clothes are going to be a little bit tighter. And that's okay because it's not going to stay that way forever. Eventually, you can sort of shift gears a little bit back. Once you have built sufficient muscle, eventually, you can shift gears back to leaning out. And it's going to yield such better results than trying to diet without the muscle there.
0: You know, and, and from a guy's perspective, too, because there's, there's two sides to the story. I mean, you have people, men and women on both ends, who are either afraid to eat and they want to eat as little as possible or even eat less to uh, to put on muscle. Then you have the the other side of the spectrum where you have people who think that you just need to just gorge and just eat until you just can't eat anymore and keep eating. Because if you want to grow, you got to eat to grow, right? It's a lot more of a delicate balance than um, than the fitness world lets on, I'd say. And I think, you know, a lot of these things are perpetuated by uh, magazines, you know, that are talking about bulking up and putting on 60, 70 pounds and then getting shredded and back and forth. Like, Dan, you know, Danny was saying, anything to, to sell the idea. But anyhow, it's you don't really... We're talking about small, gradual increases in the amount of food that you're adding to your meal program to create change over here.
1: Yeah, you don't need to... I'm not suggesting that you need to switch gears completely and just start bulking up and gain a whole bunch of weight that you're super, super uncomfortable with. What I'm saying is that if you want to create this specific body shape or... If you're going for this sort of muscular lean body, you need to build the muscle. And that is going to mean the scale is going to go up a little bit. And for a lot of people, watching the scale go up at all is terrifying. It's terrifying for some reason, because it feels like you're moving in the wrong direction. So I get it, but that's not the case. Sometimes you need to see that scale go up. It needs to go up for you to get where you want to be. From a competitor's standpoint, I'm talking about the off-season. If we had to call it something from a competitor's standpoint, it's the off-season. It's the time of year when you focus on building more muscle where you need it most. And with women, a lot of times they want to keep that stage lean body. They want that stage lean body. And if the, the judges said, you need to bring your shoulders up, you need to bring your lats up, you are going to need to eat In order to do that, you're going to need to eat enough calories to to sustain your very heavy training in order to build the muscle up. And I'm talking about having your diet and training on freaking point to gain two to three pounds of muscle in the off season for a woman and maybe five pounds of muscle tops for a guy in the off season. So if you are not willing to do this, what's going to happen is you're going to end up bringing the same package year after year after
0: year. And what's the point of that? You know Um, what I mean? And here's something else that's important to note. It's not going to be this way forever. You know, in the start, you're going to have to make some more drastic changes. Mm -hmm. However, you know, once you pay your dues and you build that foundation, and you do it year after year, and you continue to improve upon it. You know, no, you're not going to be stage lean because that's uh, that's very unhealthy to maintain that year round. However, you will have a much much better body composition year round, even during the off season. And guess what? Each year, your body composition will improve if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly, as opposed to just yo-yoing back and forth which nobody really wants
1: nobody wants to do that i think that is such a humongously good point that you just made the longer you do this consistently the better your baseline is going to be so building that foundation of muscle and strength is so much more important than i'm just going to lose five pounds i just need to lose 10 pounds and that's the answer having muscle on your frame is so good for your health you know, it makes your muscle is so metabolically active, it's great for your metabolism. So in turn, the more muscle you build, the more food you get to eat just to maintain that body. I mean, to me, that's a win, because I will eat all day if I can. So anything that allows me to eat more, (laughs) I'm all about it. But I can attest to this, because just over the past few years, I mean, I think Giacomo can speak for how much my body has changed. In the past few years, when I started doing everything you know the trifecta the lifting heavy the recovering properly
0: and the eating sufficient calories it's it's changed and you know you went through the motions like anyone else i mean it's it's uncomfortable in the short term working for a long-term goal even though you know you're headed in the right direction and uh well of course you mean you can't see it right then and there you just have to trust this process and know that you're working towards a better body and i mean your your changes have been unreal you know and i think that's it's it's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow so it's great to to see people doing it properly because so few people do it correctly you know on a grand scale but not only the the average joe um Headed out to the gym and looking to get more fit. I'm talking about people who are doing this competitively as well because they just, you know, they just want to continue to work towards the next show and and uh, not realizing that they should be improving every year and taking that time to to improve their body composition by building a better package.
1: Well, another thing I want to say is I didn't do this correctly from the get go. By any stretch of the imagination. So I was 210 pounds. I lost a bunch of weight by not eating enough and doing a crap ton of cardio. And then I was just like this skinny person with a really high body fat percentage, and I wasn't happy with that. Then I stayed in limbo of trying to get leaner and lift heavy weights and and get super toned and muscular. And what happened? Nothing happened. Like (laughs) I was busting my ass and hungry very much of the time for years and not happy with the progress I was making because it was so minimal it wasn't until I don't know four years ago or so that I really I really changed gears and basically what I'm trying to help people with is I'm trying to help other people avoid that eight years that I spent in limbo just you know in a hamster wheel basically Just not getting anywhere and just spinning my wheels like crazy. And the answer was to not focus on the scale. Don't, I wasn't, stop focusing on the definition that you see in the mirror even. Because that happens at the end. That isn't going to just happen right out of the gate. You're not going to suddenly have, you know, really developed, who has really developed hamstrings right out of the gate? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) nobody you know that's the stuff you have to build and that's built from food and hard work yeah I know it's hard I know it's uncomfortable I've been feeling puffy and uncomfortable and like I really don't want to keep eating like I'm tired of eating now can I be can I just focus on cutting and I guess that's the paradox of competing or working on any sort of uh body composition changes it's like when you're cutting all you want to do is bulk and when you're bulking all you want to do is
0: cut (laughs) i can attest that's so (laughs) true (laughs) so so true because when you're bulking you can't really see what you're going to look like once you're it's hard you know you look in the mirror you have (laughs) you have
1: less definition you're still busting your ass in the gym every day, and you don't even look like you lift. <laughs> and then when you finally
0: get the, the finished package and you're done cutting and and you're you're happy with the look you achieve, all you, you want to do, and you're like, oh, food I want more here food and I want tastes more Tastes so much better than these abs look is what I've just decided. <laughs> but even without that, you're like, all right, I want to make improvements, but you know, you want to see them. You want you want to. And you're just not going your to make body. those improvements yeah, exactly. unless
1: you're eating enough. So it is a really delicate balance, and, you know, the fitness industry loves to sell these extremes. You know, they love to sell you these 800-calorie juice cleanses or these 5,000-calorie bulks and, you know, at-home workouts with little pink dumbbells. They want to sell the extreme because it's sexy, and people like that. They like something that sounds, you know, ooh, this is the new cool thing. And the answer is so much less sexy than that it's just that it's moderate it's moderate the answer is in the middle if you think of fitness as this huge spectrum the answer is really like the middle third basically and depending on what your goals are is where you fall along that middle third but it's really not that exciting did i make our podcast sound awesome just then but it's really not there's nothing that exciting the exciting part happens when you achieve your goals, but there's really nothing that glamorous to get there. You know, when you want to get bigger, you just deal with the fact that you're going to be a little bit fluffy and that's not really what you want to look like at that point. And then when you're getting leaner, you're going to have to deal with, you're going to be a little bit hungry <laughs> and you don't really want to be hungry.
0: Maybe something exciting to do to get through it, Um in a positive way is to focus on how much more energy and how you have to do your workouts and how much more strength mm-hmm. you're gaining. Cause when you're, you're leaning out, I mean, you, you'll still be gaining if you're doing it properly, but the gaining and strength, gaining and strength properly. However, when, when you're really looking to build muscle and that's your primary objective you you know, you'll be making some sizable increases in in strength and that's, that's a lot of fun to have that energy. It's so fun. Yeah. And
1: I have, you know, I can't count the number of times I've had to talk a female client of mine back off the ledge in the middle of their off season where they're like, I can't do this anymore. None of my clothes fit. I can't look in the mirror. I can't stand this, et cetera, et cetera. And I totally get it, but it's like, that's my job is to pull them back. And be like, no, no, this is what you need. If you want the body you want, this is what you need to do to get there. And focus on something else. Focus on how, mu- how strong you can be. Focus on not the weight on the scale, but the weight you can move in the gym. And to me, that has been very, very empowering. And giving me something to focus on through my off seasons. Without just, you know, looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I hate the way I look right now.
0: I mean, it's the best possible indicator. If your strength is going up, then there's no disputing the fact that you are gaining muscle, and that's the goal. Because when you when you lean out and and you go back to you go to whatever body composition you're looking to get, because you you have built more muscle, you will look better. And like
1: Giacomo said, in the beginning, when you first start doing this, it is a little bit more extreme. You'll usually have to gain a little bit more weight and get. When I the first time I got lean, I was way smaller than I wanted to be. I was bummed out how small I was. But that's cuz I didn't have the muscle underneath. So then I had to gain more weight. But every year, that difference between your, you know, lean and your building season weight, the difference between them gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. So it becomes less of a pendulum swing.
0: And to add to that, that is another reason why it's extremely important not to compare yourself to other people. Because say you're in an off-season, you know, you're in a building phase or a leaning phase, and maybe your friend, your acquaintance, colleague, or just some random person that you follow for inspiration is doing the same things you're doing, but they already have two, three years behind you of work that they put in. You know, you, you got you're going to look different. You know, so you can't, you just can't be looking at other people and saying, well, why are they getting better results than me or, or whatnot?
1: Yeah, and I remember when I first started, when I started to be able to see my muscle, and I was getting leaner, and I would see these fitness models, and shoot, even when I would see you, and we were at the gym doing the same workouts and eating the same way, and I would look at you, Giacomo, and I'd be like, my muscles look nothing like that. Like, Giacomo's muscles looked like little hard rocks under his skin, and mine looked like... uh." like they had been swollen because they had been injured or something (laughs) like puffy and swollen and they were muscles, but they were kind of soft and those sorts of things, the density of the muscles and how hard the muscles look that comes with time and muscle maturity and the way the muscles heal over. So like Giacomo said, you really can't try and compare yourself to somebody else because everybody is going to look so so different depending on how long they've been doing this and that's you know another reason why consistency consistency to me is the absolute number one most important thing in any fitness journey period we are digressing the point here is that the answer is not to just lose 10 pounds for the vast majority of people especially women who are sort of taught to believe that the answer is to lose weight from a very young age, the answer to this body that you're picturing for yourself in your head is probably not to lose weight. It's probably to focus on building up muscle where you want those, you know, where you want those curves, where you want the shape.
0: It's a lot, of, even, if, even if for a guy they, they're not necessarily there, if you tell them to, it'll be perhaps an easier idea for them to accept that in, to stop losing weight and to start gaining weight mm-hmm.
1: totally so that's our little tirade for today <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully someone finds this helpful and hopefully you know it saves somebody the years of spinning your wheels for nothing and if you can just if you can mentally prepare yourself to shift gears a little bit
0: in 12 months you're going to be so grateful that you did and in the next 12 months you'll be even more grateful stick it out Pay your dues in the beginning and know that you continue to do it right. Pay
1: your dues in the beginning. yeah, Hell yeah It, Jack it will just
0: get better and better and better each year.
1: And in this week's product review, we are going to talk about something that is not food because we're both on prep and we're not getting very much of that. <laughs> Wait, I think I could eat that. <laughs> it's kind of tasty looking. So no. today we are going to be talking about the Mary Hempsters Hot Hemp Muscle Rub. And what this is, is it basically looks like a giant tube of chapstick. And it's from the Mary Hempsters company, which makes, I would say about half of their products are vegan, I believe. Some of them are not, I'm pretty sure. But it's made out of hemp oil and it has uh, candelilla wax in it. And it has some spicy things in it like cinnamon, eucalyptus, peppermint, wintergreen, menthol, hot peppers. And, it, you know, like I said, it looks like chapstick and you just rub it on your sore muscles. It's kind of like Tiger Balm. Remember Tiger Balm? I'm not even sure if that's vegan, but I remember using it back in the day. like a Vicks rub. It's way more potent than a Vicks rub. But, you know, my wonderful friend and client, Ashley Harrison, got this for me last year. And not until recently have I had muscles sore enough that I've warranted the use of this. And I absolutely love it. One, it smells fantastic. But usually a lot of natural products are kind of weak when it comes to things like this, you know, natural medicine type of things. It's like sometimes you're really freaking hurt and you need something hardcore. And you know, I have a lot of lotions and things like that that are supposed to be for muscle rub like to help your sore muscles and they don't really do anything. This is intense. Um it doesn't burn like like, it's going to make you cry. But it, it does bring a lot of heat to the area that you rub it on. And I imagine it brings a fair amount of blood flow to the area. And it main it remains for probably like... hour, maybe? Yeah, probably about an hour or so. And it leaves like a nice warming and cooling funny, tingling I the same sensation thing. there. wonder if you felt that, too. Um, you can buy them at veganessentials.com, I believe. Um, probably on places like Amazon too, I'm sure. And I think we love it so much. We're going to, we're going to try and carry it at veganproteins.com as well, but we don't have it yet. So we'll keep you posted on that. And yeah, I highly recommend checking it out, keeping one in your gym bag. If you tend to get tight or sore muscles in the middle of your workout or rubbing it on before your workout to bring blood flow to the area you're about to work, if it's a place that usually gets injured, really, really good stuff.
0: Moving on to our question segment for today, we have an anonymous inquiry, and it's, let's see, any tips which machines to use to build abs in the stomach? This is the area I would like to work on. I am trying real hard to keep my motivation.
1: Okay, so your abs are, need to be worked like any other muscle if you're trying to build them up. Them I don't know, we don't actually train abs that often, Most of the time, our abs get trained through heavy squats and deadlifts, but if you're not there yet, there are plenty of ways to build up your core without doing things like that. What you want to do is focus on doing weighted ab work, whether that's weighted crunches, decline crunches. Even if you're not holding weight, that will offer enough resistance to help you build your abs for most people. Lying leg lifts, You can do um, ab pull-downs at the cable machine. That is one of my all-time favorite ab exercises.
0: What about hanging leg raises? Hanging
1: leg raises is great. Things that I wouldn't really recommend for just trying to build, build your abs up are just like plain floor crunches or BOSU ball crunches
0: or... Oblique twists maybe?
1: Oblique twists can be pretty good if you do them on the decline bench.
0: Mm, yeah think. but off the floor
1: off the floor not so much mm-hmm. i mean if you're if you're a beginner by all means start with these but if you're actually looking like you know you're kind of lean already but you want to get that blocky ab look start like adding weighted weighted yeah, if ab you use work
0: like a um what do you call it the medicine balls
1: Mm-hmm. medicine balls
0: yeah if you use a medicine ball then as opposed to just body weight th- th- and they can be s- mo-
1: most gyms have some sort of a crunch machine that's weighted Uh, Some of them are better than others. I would suggest just trying them out and seeing if it feels like it hits you really deep in your core. Usually with ab work, you can tell by the way it feels. To train your abs in a way to build them up, you want to be working with enough resistance so you that you can't really do more than 12 reps in a set. If you're able to do 20-25 reps of something, you need to add weight to it. Otherwise, you're really working the muscular endurance more than the strength and hypertrophy. Not to say that that won't build abs as well, just not as efficiently as doing things a little bit heavier. Okay, in our next question, we got through email from Dave. Hi guys, love the podcast, and the last science episode made me think of a question I'd like to put forth. Expanding on hit cardio and cardio in general? Does the average person with obviously enough body fat to spare really have to worry about cardio having an impact on muscle gains? personally i think the bros just don't want to do cardio and it's a good excuse to avoid it take care and keep up the great work thanks dave
0: good question i mean it uh, it really depends on on what your goals are and you know what what you're looking to do i mean obviously there's some there's some clear benefits to adding cardio into your routine regularly throughout the year because it's good for your heart you know, and it's pretty important for.
1: And it's just good to be able to move if you need to. You know, you know um, if the zombie apocalypse came, you'd have to be able to run away.
0: <laughs> but, you know, for someone who whose goal is perhaps muscle building above and beyond anything else, and it's a game of inches, I could see where someone might, you know, want to remove cardio for the for a portion of the year.
1: Well, I think if he's talking about... It says somebody who has obviously enough body fat to spare. So I'm thinking that as long as they are eating enough to maintain their current body weight, that doing cardio, even steady state cardio, I don't think is really going to inhibit their muscle gains and not like significantly um, if they're eating enough. If they're dieting and trying to build muscle and doing cardio... It's, they're just not going to gain any muscle. It's just not going to happen. As far as the bros just don't want to do cardio, I would say that if you're a guy and you're at 12% body fat or less, then doing cardio probably will impede
0: your muscle gains. But if you're, say, 15 to 30% body fat... Yeah, keep it in. By all means, that's probably not going to make that big of a difference. If anything, it'll help your metabolism.
1: But I would like to also add that if you're working on gaining muscle, you are probably, hopefully, I hope so, doing sets of heavy deadlifts, heavy squats, heavy overhead press, um, you know, big, heavy compound movements. I think both of us can attest to the fact that that gets your heart rate
0: soaring. Sure, and the thing about it is... Yeah, it's get the cardio in but not at the expense of not having enough energy to do those heavy lifts.
1: Yeah, that should take priority. If you got some if you got some left in the tank at the end of your workout and you just want to go for a jog or something, like by all means, do that. But don't if your main goal is to build muscle, I would even say if your main goal is to lose fat, do the cardio afterwards. Save your save the bulk of your energy for your lifts. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on the person and that person's metabolism. Some people, cardio really is just going to halt their muscle gains. And some people can't afford to do it and still gain muscle. So it's pretty individual to the person. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Vegan Protein's Muscles by Brussels Radio. If you have any questions at all for us or for anybody on the Plant Built team, for that matter, Feel free to let us know on Vegan Proteins on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can email us veganproteins at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Danny,
0: And I'm Giacomo.
1: And we will talk to you in two weeks.